If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The first show in the franchise to be made without the direct input of mastermind Gene Roddenberry, Star Trek Deep Space Nine had the deck stacked against it from the start in terms of fan expectation. Following the incredible success of the original series and The Next Generation, creators Rick Berman and Michael Pillar took the well-established formula to the sci-fi institution and boldly took it into places never seen before. Gone were the idyllic voyages from the uplifting Utopian Federation crews to be replaced by a treacherous space station filled with underhanded dealings, dark political intrigue and all-out war. Whilst not as widely regarded as its predecessors, the gamble paid off as this show is now seen by many diehard fans as the unsung hero of the Star Trek universe, owing in part to its weightier storylines and long-form storytelling. Many of these stories would go on to be some of the best the series had to offer, but the journey to get them there was often one beset with rewrites, revisions and sometimes all-out restarts. So let's talk about them. I'm Marcus Bronzy, this is Trek Culture, and here are 10 Star Trek Deep Space Nine episodes that were almost completely different. Number 10, Emissary, Season 1, Episode 1. What better place to start than where it all began? Tasked by Starfleet with facilitating Bajor's acceptance into the Federation following the end of the Cardassian occupation, Commander Benjamin Sisko reluctantly takes on command of the station and immediately clashes with his Bajoran liaison and first officer, Major Kira Nariz. Having endured the brutal Cardassian rule for her whole life, Kira's time with the Bajoran resistance has left her with an unflappable determination to see Bajor freed and the presence of the Federation after so many years of struggle well it strikes her as nothing more than interfering colonization when her planet finally has a chance to stand on its own two feet while cisco and kira's antagonization and eventual camaraderie would go on to form a major part of the show this was not always the plan from the beginning writers wanted to bring along the recurring next generation bajoran character rola ren for her role of liaison despite the promise this could bring the actress michelle forbes did not want to sign off for a six season arc so her role was hastily rewritten for major Kira. And whilst we can't hope but wonder what sort of dynamic Roe would have brought to the show with her conflicting duties to Bajor and the Federation, as well as her combative attitude to authority, to have her would have robbed the audiences of one of Star Trek's best characters in Kira. With her emotional journey and post-colonial ties, Kira's stories are some of the most engaging in the entire series, and thanks to the outstanding work of the actress Nana Visitor, the show would not have been the same without her. Number 9. Wrongs Darker Than Death or Nights, Season 6, 
6, episode 17. Of all of the relationships in DS9's seven-year run, few are as interesting as that of Kira Nariz and Golda Cat. Frequently combative, occasionally understanding and always ambiguous, the former overlord and terrorist are at odds as often as they are allied. Going through several shifts in its gestation period, season 6's wrongs darker than the death of night will push this relationship to breaking point when Kira appears back at the time after Dukat smugly reveals that he and her mother had been lovers. The original script also had Kira forgiving her mother for the transgression, realising she was doing it to provide for her family before being rewritten again to leave the moral position much more ambiguous. Whilst not amongst DS9's best, the episode served as another knife twist into Kat's link to Kira and another opportunity for DS9 to explore the moral complexity of this post-colonial world. Number 8. The Collaborator Season 2, Episode 24 For all of its many achievements, DS9 was never short of engaging villains across its run, and few proved to be a bigger thorn in the station's side than the ruthless and power-hungry Wynne Adami. Played with delicious cunning by Louise Fletcher, there was nothing that Wynne wouldn't do in her pursuit of power and control, including assassination attempts and planting explosives in a school. Sure enough, in Season 2, Episode The Collaborator, Wynne achieves her ambitions and is elected as Kai, the supreme religious leader of Bajor. Wynne's ascension comes at the expense of her rival and Kira's lover, Vedek Baral Antos, who is implicated as collaborating with the Cardassians during the occupation. Although it is later revealed that he is in fact covering for the real collaborator, the wheels are set in motion and Wynne is named Kai. Original versions of the script, however, differed greatly from the end result. The original collaborator would actually have been an elderly man whose daughter was responsible for the death of Kira's father and they are covering for her in a similar way to Burial. For some time previous to this, the writers had intended for Burial to become Kai instead of Wynne, but they changed their minds after realising how much storyline potential there was by placing the menacing monk in such a key position. So, sure enough, the episode was adapted to facilitate Wynne's election, and we got even more of that smiling viper we love to hate. Number 7. It's Only a Paper Moon Season 7, Episode 10 Largely fodder for some comic relief in the increasingly dark world of DS9, Ferengi episodes rarely feature much in the way of emotional depth. Nevertheless, as the series inched closer to its finale, it was time for one of these large lobe latinum lovers to get the true dramatic treatment. The episode centres on Ensign Nog, Starfleet's first Ferengi, and his recovery after losing his leg to Dominion phaser fire during the siege of AR-558. Clearly in the grip of PTSD, Nog experiences psychosomatic pain despite his fully functional biosynthetic prosthetic. He retreats to the comfort of Vic's Lounge, a 1960s Vegas-style holosuite program overseen by a self-aware lounge-singing hologram. The concept was originally from a years-old pitch set in a more familiar Quark's bar, with the working title Everybody Comes to Quark's. Charting a full day at the establishment, the episode would focus on one dramatic and two comedic storylines as the various characters would come and go throughout the day. As writing progressed, Nog's story held so much weight that they dropped the comic's subplots. The local actually moved to the holosuite and Nog could truly escape reality as he wanted. The ambitious and bright-eyed boy we met in season one was completely losing himself after his first brush with mortality, and this was given the narrative space such a subject deserves. Number six, Waltz, season six, episode 11. Owing in part by a perfectly nuanced portrayal by Mark Alamo, the disgraced Cardassian Golda Cat's descent into madness following the death of his daughter and the embarrassing defeat of Operation Return will mark the beginning of his fall into abject savagery, and the six-season episode Waltz is one of many putting the nail in the coffin of his possible redemption. On the way to a war crimes trial, Sisko and Dukat's ship is shot down by a Cardassian battle cruiser.
cruiser and the two find themselves stranded on an alien planet awaiting rescue without knowing which side will be coming to their aid. Ever the lover of his own voice, Takat takes this opportunity to engage Sisko in a dialogue on morality and his role in the occupation. Despite suffering hallucinations of Kira, fellow Cardassian Damar and Dominion liaison Weyun. The episode was always intended to establish Takat's villainy as he admits to himself for the first time just how much he despises the Bajorans and affirms his intention to turn the planet into a graveyard. In the original draft, however, the episode would have taken place entirely in Dukat's head, with the other characters representing his personality, as he relives key moments from the occupation whilst in a catatonic state in hospital. The decision to drag it into the real world gave much more weight to Dukat and Sisko's relationship, and set the stage for the series' climactic conclusion when Dukat surrendered to his darkest desires and became the emissary of the Par Wraiths. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Number 5, Second Skin, Season 3, Episode 5. Prior to the onset of the genre-defining Dominion War, the overarching narrative of DS9 was the fallout from the Cardassians' dictatorial 50-year occupation of the planet Bajor. During this time, both the Cardassian occupiers and the Bajoran resistance were involved in numerous schemes and efforts to see the other side defeated once and for all. Discovering evidence of an incarceration she does not remember, Kira travels to Bajor to unravel the mystery of her past, only to be kidnapped en route and wake up with the face of a Cardassian. In the home of Gamor, Cardassian claiming to be her father, Kira is told she's actually an undercover agent of the Order who underwent reconstructive surgery and memory alteration so that she could infiltrate the Resistance. The situation is eventually revealed to be a ruse, however, set up by the Order to ensnare Gamor and expose his ties with the Cardassian dissident movement. Although the concept remained the same, the original draft of the episode cast Chief O'Brien in the central role continuing the series tradition of O'Brien must suffer episodes. Whilst the move to Kira made more sense from a continuity point of view, O'Brien was, well, he was the father of a human child for one thing, so it didn't work on many levels, and to be fair, Kira was much more suited. Number four, 
Far Beyond the Stars, Season 6, Episode 13. Continuing Star Trek's history of taking real-world issues and bringing them into the sci-fi world, the six seasons Far Beyond the Stars started its life as another hallucination-slash-time-travel episode, but some tinkering behind the scenes turned it into one of DS9's most celebrated and important moments. Despondent at the increasingly hopeless Dominion War, Sisko begins hallucinating before waking up as a completely different man. Now, this other man was a 1950s New Yorker sci-fi writer, Benny Russell, and he struggles against racial discrimination as he tries to publish a story about a black commander of a space station, a man named Captain Benjamin Sisko. The episode originally starred Sisko's son Jake and saw him travelling back to the 1950s in a hallucination created by aliens wishing to discover something about humanity. Feeling that the story was a bit too gimmicky but enjoying the 1950s premise, the producers reframed the episode as a vision from the Bajoran prophets and included the racial themes to turn this into an episode rich in depth and meaning. Sisko's time in the past reaffirms his resolve to win the war, turning what could have been a throwaway episode into a narrative necessity. Number 3. The Wire Season 2, Episode 22 In a show stuffed to the airlocks with fan favourites, few have such appreciation as the enigmatic Cardassian spy Taylor Garak. Having been exiled from Cardassia due to unpaid taxes, Garak spent the first two seasons entertaining himself and piquing the interest of Dr. Bashir with a litany of half-truths and allusions to his past on Cardassia. Garrett took a leading role in the season 2 episode The Wire when a cranial implant designed to release endorphins and resist torture malfunctions. It's later revealed that he'd been using it constantly to escape the misery of his exile and its malfunction puts him through a harrowing ordeal of near-fatal withdrawal. As the drugs wear off, Garrick descends into a blind rage and panic, babbling contradictory backstories as Bashir attempts to help the man who has gradually become a dear friend. In the episode's original form it was meant to be Major Kira who would take on the central role having become addicted to battle stimulants during the occupation. However the writers did not want to anchor themselves to such a character altering concept for later stories so the role well it fell to Garrick and this change of course proved to be for the best as The Wire stands up as one of the finest DS9 episodes largely thanks to Andrew Robinson's performance as the previously unflappable and jovial anti-villain. Indeed had Kira been the one in the withdrawal we would have lost one of DS9's most memorable quotes. Remember when Garrick is asked by Bashir which of the stories were true or lies following his ordeal, Garak smiles and responds, My dear doctor, they're all true, especially the lies. Zing! Number 2. In the Pale Moonlight Season 6, Episode 19 this is another fan favourite, and rightly so. In the Pale Moonlight is told by Sisko through his captain's log in a series of flashbacks as he unfolds the story of the lengths he would go to in the name of ending the seemingly unwinnable Dominion War. Desperate to convince Romulans that they will be the next on Dominion's list once the Federation falls, Sisko enlists Garak to manufacture evidence to be found by a visiting Romulan diplomat. Despite the destruction of all of Sisko's moral lines and the death of the aforementioned diplomat, the Romulan do indeed join the war, and Sisko deletes this entire log entry. Avery Brooks's narrative monologue is one of the defining moments of DS9's run, so the fact that the episode originated as a Jake episode where he investigated Bajoran First Minister Shakar seems baffling. Shakar was later dropped from the script when Sisko and Garrett's collusion was established. It only made sense for Jake to be removed because the writers couldn't convincingly create a conflict between such a loving father and
and son. As interesting as Space Watergate episodes would be in any other circumstance, it has to be said that it would not have held a candle to the finished product if we kept Jake and the other characters in there. Number 1. Rejoined Season 4 Episode 6 Of all of the things Star Trek is famous for, one of its most well-known accomplishments was the 1968 kiss between Captain Kirk and Lieutenant Uhura, being a very early example of an interracial kiss on television when such things were seen as controversial. Nearly 30 years later, Star Trek would go on to break the mold again. Sending around the trill Lieutenant Jadzia Dax, the fourth season episode rejoined was one of many examining the society of the trill, a race who would include those joined with a sentient symbiont, allowing them to share the memories and experience of generations of their kind. The episode sees Dax meet Lenara Khan, a fellow joined trill whose host had previously been married to a former host of the Dax symbiote. Whilst there is a strict taboo within the trill society of forming relationships with the partners of previous hosts, Dax and Khan find themselves instinctively drawn to one another. Not satisfied with just upsetting the taboos of trill society, the episode marked an early example of a lesbian kiss on national television. Originally written as a man, the decision to cast Khan as a woman was a controversial move at the time. Despite the predictable backlash, Rejoined has gone on to become one of Star Trek's most well-regarded episodes with many members of the LGBTQ community, later thanking the actress Terry Farrell for making them feel less alone. Many late-game rewrites have saved storylines, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility that this change may have saved lives. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.